Morning, Carson. Good morning, Prabhat. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. So, uh, Carson, thank you for making your time available this morning. Um, I know we've got uh, plenty to talk. So uh, before we go forward, uh, please introduce yourself to our podcast audience. All right. Um, my name is Carson Brassel. I'm the country manager UK for Plenty Markets. And um, I've been working in e-commerce now since 2009. And yeah, that's me. Brilliant. Okay. So, um, Carson, I th this morning we're going to talk about um, selling abroad. And um, so um, what are your thoughts um, for UK retailers when they start considering selling abroad? All right. For selling abroad, um, nowadays um, most people and consultants um, really tell you sell your products abroad, more audience, more sales. But before doing that, um, I think you should consider some things um, to not really invest in a in a big hole and just waste waste your money. And sure. um, these five things should be um, the competition, the currencies, and therefore the margins, the audience itself, the logistics, and the language. Sure. And. Um, just to go a bit, dive in a bit deeper into that. Please. Um, I mean, selling abroad opens a whole new audience to the sellers. There are millions of shoppers all over the world um, searching for the best offers, maybe for the cheapest offers or for some niche products. And sometimes we really see people taking... Uh, uh, Um, the points I just um, said um, for the first first point was the competition, right? So for other countries, of course, have their own sellers, and you should always check how, uh, like, check the level of competition in the target market before you like invest in a highly competitive market where you can't beat the competition. So you really need that margins to compete against uh, people who are local there and sure. um, there it comes directly down to the second point the currencies and therefore the margins with the daily uh, changing rates and courses this can be of huge advantage or obviously of a huge disadvantage um, when you can't sell for the same for the same or even the lower price on the platform and um, then um, as um, a partner of ours um, always points out there's always a transferring cost to transfer the currency from the sales back into sterling. So you might lose out there as well. So sure. um, um, that's that. Then um, next, you should always check the audience in the target market. So are your products really of high demand or are they not going at all in the in the target market you are considering? Or do you have a niche product uh, which you can then place at your, um, at your conditions and your margins? So if it's a highly competitive market and the products are of high demand, there's likely to be high competition and low prices. So really check that before you try to sell your products, which are might maybe highly competitive in the UK, into Germany or into France, really. 
Yeah, and this price, um, it's it's bigger of a problem for us um, and for the UK small retailers, um, primarily because um, we are trying to compete with the UK sellers and we're trying to compete with sellers in uh, host countries. Say, for example, if we want to expand in Germany, we're competing with uh, sellers from there. But at the same time, we've got uh, a bigger threat now from from sellers who can who are directly selling from China. Um, so the price-wise, it's very, very difficult. Obviously, we cannot afford to uh, go for a price war all the time. What sort of suggestions do you have on this, Carson, uh, in this situation? I mean, if you can't compete with the prices, you should compete with your service. Sure. Um, there's... Um, I mean, when you're, when, when you're first going abroad, normally um, you use the marketplaces, and the marketplaces have a feedback tool. Yes. And um, always, if you have uh, 100%, uh, 100% good feedback on the marketplaces, or at least like 99.8% on, on the marketplaces, um, the buyers, are, I, can, I can tell you that from, from, from my perspective as a German Sure. Um, I always have a look um, if the buyer has good feedback, and I rather spend a euro or two more um, just to have have it from a buyer who has a ninety nine point five percent good feedback than from a Chinese one um, having uh, a bad feedback or just a ninety percent good feedback. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Charles. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. And. Um, I mean, the next point would be logistics, and there we can actually um, separate ourselves from the Chinese sellers as well. Where we can say um, the product ships from the UK. From the UK, it's always a bit more secure because it's EU um, to, like, like it would be from Hong Kong. Yes. From, from Hong Kong, it takes uh, like 15 days, 20 days. Yes. Um, Okay, they, the sellers are using um, sometimes um, in-country warehouses, but still the shipping location is uh, normally um, Hong Kong or some something similar. But this is what I normally notice. It says um, somewhere in, in China or something like that. Yes. Um, so what, what you actually can do there, um, once you really outsmarted these um, Chinese sellers with service or price or better descriptions... Um, then you can uh, should fulfill the order as quickly as possible and send as fast as possible. Sure. But this normally, or this sometimes, uh, comes down to ne- the next problem. With your warehouse, at the moment, just fulfilling UK orders, you always have to check if they actually ca- can uh, take on 10% more orders, 15%, or even 50% more, more orders, if you're going into um, a high demand market, uh, for instance, selling uh, into Germany and you have a very good uh, proposition for them, very good pricing, and um, then the warehouse needs to fulfill all these orders. So really make sure that they can do that, that they are not at a uh, 100% um, level already and can't take on any more orders. Okay. So touching base into um, the German market, which we have now, um, yeah. What is the um, 
think of what is the culture like there in Germany? Um, do they expect very do they expect very good customer service, or are they just looking for cheap products? On what about delivery? Are they expecting very very quick delivery, even if it is from the UK? So, what sort of thought culture do they have in Germany? All right. Um, so, I think through the air, it's just seven hundred kilometers. Yes. To Germany, um, you'd expect it to be quite similar um, from the culture, and this is what I expected when I came to the UK first. <laughs> but I can tell you, it's completely different. Okay. And um, I would like to tell you that on a on an example, um, sure. and that is Amazon Germany. Okay. First of all, I have all my product descriptions in German, and I do like it like that. Um, okay. I can, I can okay. actually choose where I buy, and um, I would always buy. From a um, from a seller who has descriptions in my native language. Right. Okay. No, I heard that uh, there there are, there is very people do people do speak quite good English, and that that's what I heard. I could be wrong, and there it's not a problem to have English text in the products. And what you are saying is completely different. Um, absolutely. I mean, people who choose to um, communicate with people that speak English, they are very good at English, but everyone, or like, I, I always think the lot over th of over 35s or over 40s are not that good at English because they right. didn't grow up with all the internet and, and that kind or sort of thing. So okay. they didn't need the English. They learned it in school, sure. um, as I did as well, but yeah. they didn't um, use it since now 20 years maybe. So um, they are not used to speaking English, and they don't really understand everything then. Um, okay. I always can tell that from my, my parents because they are not that good at English, and they are taking courses, actually, to be better in English because wow. they would visit me here to be able to find a way around here. Right. So they were, would always choose to um, actually um, buy from, a, from a, someone who has a description, at least, German. Okay. Okay. It also uh, shows um, uh, a seller making an effort, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. It does. And um, if I go back to the, the Amazon example, sure. when, I, when I now actually um, buy something, I, I just push buy, and then um, I normally have a direct debit in there. So okay. I can just click on buy, and then that's done. We don't have any, any um, credit cards in Germany. Nobody uses them online or like... Most people don't because there's been so much fraud with them when the internet first came up. Um, they are not using them. Germans use direct debit. They use um, cash in advance or like uh, payment in advance via bank transfer or PayPal. That's it. Right. And no credit card or like the lot doesn't do that. Okay. And um, as the last thing for Amazon is the fulfillment. And... Um, um, when I actually buy something, let's say Monday morning, 10 a.m., and I'm not a prime customer in Germany, I actually will get it the next day. So wow. this is Amazon's fulfillment speed combined with DHL. They are very fast, so I can actually expect it to be with me the next day. If I buy it the, uh, in the afternoon, I should be a prime customer to really get it the next day. Or I will get it like two days later. And okay. I mean, here in the UK, if I'm not a prime customer and I take the, the um, free delivery, yes. um, it'll take three to five days. Yes, it, it does. It really takes that. 
Yes. In Germany, it's so much faster. And um, this is what they expect as well. I mean, um, a lot of eBay retailers, um, they said, okay, Amazon has spoiled the customers so much <laughs> that they now expect that fast delivery yes. um, with eBay sales as well. And they have a lot of pressure. Even if, if the, the offer says it'll take three days for shipment, they have to fulfill faster or they get a negative feedback. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's good to know. It's good to know. Um, is there any other area you'd want to add on um, about selling to Germany? I know um, you're going to talk more uh, during online seller meetup in Manchester towards the end of this month. But would you like to touch base any other key points before we um, go? I mean, I think we, we, we touched the m most of them. Um, yes. The good ones, at least. Yes, good. And... Um, yeah. Okay. So just uh, before um, before we uh, go off from recording this podcast, um, so you work for Plenty Markets, which is made in Germany, and it's multi-channel platform that we know and a lot of other people knows as well. What can you offer uh, Carson through Plenty Markets that other multi-channel software can't offer? Um, we as Plenty Markets consider ourselves as an end-to-end -end solution. So what we try is to really have all the e-commerce processes in just one platform. So we do have the item management, we have the stock management, the multi-channel listing, the CRM order management, and we have an included web shop. Wow. This is a proposition I think is um, a bit different to the competition um, because most of them do not have a, a web shop included no. or the CRM is missing or the order management is missing. Um, we have a whole warehouse and order management, so actually the system can guide you through your warehouse and knows where your products are. It really eases your, your shipping processes as well, and this is all included in the software. Um, so there's like no extras for um, any uh, warehouse um, or any, any fulfillment functions or features. Um, we even have a fulfillment software in the system that allows you to, while processing an order, print the invoice and the shipment label directly for just that order, put it in the parcel, um, tape it, send it. That's it. Okay. Brilliant. Um, thank you very much for your time, Carson, and uh, I'll see you soon. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to the meetup then. See you. Bye. Bye.